0: this is Husker online your authority on Nebraska athletics
1: well, thanks to our great fans uh, we've ha- have a very nice uh, reserve but we want to make sure that we, we're not going in and, and taking the whole thing and and uh, so that's why these moves uh, to lower our expense uh, budget have taken place we are not going to be in a in a situation where we have to take out a loan there's be many uh, in the Big Ten and again across the, the country that are they're going to have to look at that because they're not as fortunate as we are to have a um, a reserve that we can dip into. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Wachett and Nate Klaus as Athletic Director Bill Moose there again talking about not having to dip into those reserves. Guys, it's time for the mailbag. I want to get right to it. First question here on the mailbag. Basically what are the percents percent chances of having what's called a JV season hence a January season and I think we've hit on this a little bit but I'm, I'm very confident that the Big Ten will play some sort of football season um, whether there's some sort of late plan which is a long shot at this point to scrape together a late fall plan but I, I think as we know January February seems like where it's heading today
2: yeah, I mean, obviously, as we've learned throughout this whole process, nothing is guaranteed until the ball is actually kicked off and, they're, and the, the clock starts. Uh, there's always a chance that it could be set back, but it seems like the wheels are very much in motion to already uh, have a January plan in place, and um, you know, hopefully, that stays on track and we get something in 2021.
0: I mean, they've got to, they got to figure something out, whether whether it's a full, you know, eight game spring, winter, whatever you want to call it, JV season, like we've kind of talked about and, and you know, like some people have kind of laid out there or, or what. I mean, they've got to play some sort of football um, to uh, – and it's – I mean, to, to keep everyone financially healthy or, or try to keep everyone as healthy as possible. So, um, yeah, I, I think it will happen um, at some point. I just – who knows what it's going to look like. I'm That I'm not so – not so sure about
1: all right next question what are Nebraska's players doing right now well I can tell you the players got in the weight room here on Wednesday um, which is today for the first time that's the first organized activity they've done and now what's allowed at 12 hours a week which that started on Monday they do plan to practice a couple of times a week um, which they can't wear pads they can wear helmets I believe and have modified, you know, workouts and practices on the field, walkthrough type deals, or um, you know, n- nothing with shoulder pads on or contact. So um, they're going to try at this point to keep guys sharp until they know what the next plan is. But you know, another thing too is the testing and the procedures. I mean, you got to kind of start from square one. I mean, you essentially have sent your kids off to God knows where for the last two or three weeks, and I think reestablishing protocols and safety that's going to take some time.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's going to take at least uh, a couple weeks for things to get close to where they were uh, when everybody was on campus in the uh – Bubble, so to speak, of, of the program, uh, that all kind of got set back when you know they they had to send everybody back home. So uh, I mean, this is the start of that. Um, and I'm sure it's going to be pretty limited work uh, over the next couple of weeks until they have a better handle again on just what they're dealing with and um, getting guys kind of back under that control that they had them before a few weeks ago.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's got to be a nightmare logistically when you you had everything set up and now all of a sudden. Um it got taken away, and now you know you've introduced the regular student body to campus, and and you've got to reestablish some sort of control, uh, controlled environment, or as controlled as you can get. Um, you know that's that's got to be kind of frustrating for the administrators, coaches, and whatnot, uh, that to kind of have to deal with that. But that's, I mean, they're going to have to do their best there.
1: Taking your questions here in the mailbag, Nate. Have the recruiting one here, and you know it's a good year in the area for. A bunch of six six type kids that are athletes that can play a lot of spots. And I've got a question here, you know, assuming Nebraska gets AJ Rollins, Thomas Fedoni, and maybe they offer James Carney out of Norris. What are the chances that maybe a Rollins or a Carney or both could play outside linebacker on defense?
0: I would, I mean, yeah, they. I, I think there's those guys have the ability to. Um, I would say that James Carney probably. Is more likely to be an outside linebacker um, than than AJ Rollins. Uh, from what I've seen from Rollins, he's super athletic, very very gifted kid. Um, I just am not sure that he's got the mentality to play on that side of the football. Um, you know, and, and I could I could definitely be wrong. Um, they you know the both those guys, Rollins and Carney, I think they kind of fit the prototype as far as length, length and, yeah, and athleticism and, and height and, and everything else that Nebraska wants at that position, um, it's just kind of seeing it on film. Uh, I've watched Rollins play it in person. And I think he's definitely more of an offensive player. Uh, now, Carney will be playing defense this fall, and um, and I know he's eager to, to show coaches that he can play uh, both tight end or on, on defense. Um, and so I, I would say out of those two, Carney's probably the more likely to, to get an offer as, a, as an outside linebacker.
1: Got a hoops recruiting question for you, Robin. We couldn't ask Matt Ablamazi about Uh, what happened there with Hunter Salas. I'm going to ask you directly, what the hell happened with Hunter Salas? How did Nebraska not make his final 12?
2: Yeah, I mean, to be quite honest, uh, I don't know. I figured at least just for the optics of it, Hunter would include Nebraska in the twelve. But, uh, you know, I think that kind of shows just how far that relationship had kind of dwindled. Um, now, keep in mind, this new staff, they were late to the party. Now, Nebraska offered Hunter. Uh, they were one of the first ones, I think, maybe the third high major school, Division one school, to offer him. Uh, but that was the previous staff. And when the coaching transition happened, they basically had to start from scratch and uh, had to get to know each other a little bit more. And, um, you know, as Matt said in the interview, Matt Abdomasi, you know, they're, they're not going to uh, – go above and beyond to win one single recruit if it were to come at the expense of uh you know what they're building so i think that was part of the deal where that relationship never quite clicked the way it did uh under tim miles now here's a thing that i know has been said before and i agree with it if (laughs) this is ironic in a lot of ways but if tim miles and his staff particularly michael lewis and kenya hunter were still here at Nebraska, I have zero doubt Hunter South would have had Nebraska in his top 12. But um, when, when things got reset the way they did, uh, it never got back to um, the relationship level that it was before those, that staff was let go. So it's unfortunate, it's disappointing, but Nebraska wasn't going to get him, and now both sides can kind of turn the page and, and move on in their respective directions.
1: You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. I got a Jim Delaney question. Do you think Jim Delaney would have handled the situation better than Kevin Warren? I don't think anybody in here is going to disagree. Um, Yeah, obviously Delaney would have handled it right. I think the biggest thing I would have liked to have seen when you look back at it now is number one, kick it down the road a little longer, give more time to think on such an important decision. And number two, let the athletic directors, let the medical people, and let the presidents all talk together. Instead, Kevin Warren kept all of those groups, as Tom or um Sam McEwen wrote in the World Herald in separate silos. Bill Moose used that phrase. We were in one silo, they were in another, and Warren just went from silo to silo versus Talking as a group to everybody, and I think group communication maybe could have led to a different decision.
2: Yeah, what a concept, huh? Uh, yeah, my my thinking is even if Jim Delaney ultimately came to the same decision to postpone. Uh, the 2020 fall football season, he uh, would have been much more transparent. He would have actually explained why he did it, and he wouldn't have cared what anybody thought, whereas uh, this cloak of secrecy that you know the Big Ten and Kevin Warren are operating under where no one seems to have any idea what's going on, that's the biggest problem of all of this. And if it were Jim Delaney, he would have put his foot down and handled things the way he always does and told you why he made the decision, and we would have gone forward from there yeah with Delaney you
0: you knew exactly where you stood at all times I mean he was he was pretty pretty clear in um, in the direction that he wanted to go and and there was no um, I mean there was really no no secrecy I I think everyone was on the same page Uh, now whether they always agreed with him or not you know that's a different story but I think that um, you know he always had he always had the best interests of the conference in mind and and of all the members uh, in the conference and um, and the way that w- Kevin Warren has handled this whole thing, whether he's responsible or not, you know, I, I've gotten a lot of pushback. Some people have said, you know what, well, you should be upset with the presidents and the chancellors, you know, at the conference, not not Kevin Warren or whatever. But it doesn't matter. I, I think that the way that he's handled it and has kept everybody kind of in the, in the dark here and separated, um, you yeah, know, that's, that's the biggest problem of all.
1: All right, when we come back, we are going to close the show in the, um, with recruiting talk as the Huskers have had a busy week we'll get Nate Claus's thoughts on that next you're listening here to the Husker Line show